you should find that you should be able to like track your data very accurately, know what's working, know what's not working, turn off what doesn't work, turn up what does work, and then just keep on trying to drive the very best ROI you can from your campaigns. But if you if you follow along with what we've mentioned in this podcast, um, you should be able to do very well with your YouTube advertising. Awesome. I'm Valerie Koo from the Australian Writers' Centre and you're listening to my friend Ash Roy on ProductiveInsights.com. Welcome to the Productive Insights Podcast, where you can learn how to systemize, automate, and scale your business via the internet. To access previous episodes and useful productivity tips, go to www.productiveinsights.com. Now, here's your host, Ash Roy. I'm Ash Roy, the founder of ProductiveInsights.com, and this episode is brought to you by the Productive Insights Done For You podcast launch service, which positions you as a leading authority in your market and successfully turns listeners into high-value customers. Book a call with me on callashroy.com and we can get started today. This is episode 133 on the Productive Insights podcast, which you can access by going to ProductiveInsights.com forward slash 133. And it's part two of a two-part series with Tom Breeze, where we are talking about YouTube advertising. Now, in the first part of this two-part series, which I recommend you listen to if you haven't done so already, and which you can access at ProductiveInsights.com forward slash 132, Tom and I spoke about the benefits of video advertising and about the three stages in which he sees his customers as they approach the point of purchase. We talked about how he uses these stages to understand his customer needs and map his content as a problem-solving mechanism to deliver value and prime them for a sale at a later point in time. Towards the end of that first part of this two-part series, we talked about the two main jobs that Tom sees YouTube advertisers as having, and that is firstly, to motivate a customer to make a decision, and secondly, to minimize the friction to access in terms of the product, to make the purchase process as frictionless as possible. So let's pick up the conversation at that point and then later on in this second part we'll talk about challenges and action steps so here's tom breeze in part two all right so tom uh, you've explained that we have two main jobs as youtube advertisers and that is to motivate people to make a decision and secondly to lower the friction to access and really facilitate the purchase with minimum hassle so how do we achieve this on YouTube if we are looking to grow our business? Cool, yeah, good question. So I think that there's um, a few things that I would do. So first of all, I would identify as a company um, one typical type of customer that you tend to get. So say, for example, you were, let's say, for example, you're a, a physiotherapist and um, you kind of like, you had a lot of uh, clients that came to see you because they're really into their fitness. Um, and in particular, uh, let's go for something I spoke about at Superfast Business, which would be people are looking to run a marathon, for example. Mm-hmm. Now, you're, if you say, right, that's my ideal customer, someone who's about to run um, a marathon uh, mm-hmm. in my local area. So people that run a marathon, there's some people that run it for the first time, a lot of people that run it for the first time, and some people that run it because they run it every year. Yeah. Um, but you can kind of guarantee in London, it's in April, late April. Mm-hmm. And I can pretty much guarantee, because I did it myself, is like about 
three or four months before, um, you have a lot of people that are starting to get really serious about their training. Um, mm -hmm. And maybe six months before, they're making sure they've got all the new gear. So they might be saying, right, I need a new pair of shoes. I want some new training gear, whatever that might be. Mm -hmm. um, and they'll be online searching for that type of information. Now, as a physio, you might be like saying, well, they probably, like, if I'm trying to get in front of people that are about to run the marathon, the window shoppers for your type of service of actually coming in and getting uh, massage, sports massage, stretching, injury, and rehab, and all that sort of stuff. You might know that if they start typing in marathon training uh, shoes or marathon uh, running shoes or whatever it might be, then when they're typing that in, they'll, they're going to be very early in their buying cycle. Um, and they probably won't be considering what it is that you do because you might only get busy with those people that are going to get an injury three weeks out from the actual marathon right. or maybe a week or, or a, the day after the marathon because people are coming in for sports massage because they've kind of injured themselves or they just got absolutely kind of knackered, for example. So your they offer need is not there. relevant to where they are on their journey? Exactly. Not yet anyway. Yes. Like not the direct offer, but an indirect offer probably would be. Right. So you could say, right, if as soon as someone's typing in best marathon training shoes, for example, mm -hmm. in a local area, you could run a campaign to say, hey, if you're thinking about running the, the Sydney Marathon this year, then um, here's a few uh, tips you probably want to know about when you come to buying your marathon shoes, for right. example, which is like, oh my God, this is exactly what I was looking for. Mm. And you could say, Number one, make sure you get something that is really good for the inside of your soul or mm -hmm. whatever whatever advice you would have at that point. And you would mm -hmm. maybe give like three tips. This is as a physio. Uh, so there'd be the physio talking about what shoe to buy for the marathon. Right. So, for example, you know, make sure you don't have too much pronation or supination or whatever it is. Check the shoe for those sorts of things. Yeah. So, you know, the ten you know, the terminology. Oh, so yeah, I yeah, don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but exactly that. Right. So it'd be like, um, here's a few things you probably want to consider. Um, and what you've done is you've given really good advice as a physio to someone who's about to run the, the marathon in Sydney. Yeah. And not that we're looking to make a sale directly then and there but you can build a remarketing list of that audience as well. Now, that might be a bit too early in the cycle, but it's still a worthwhile time to have an impression and get in front of people. Mm -hmm. But later on, let's say, for example, they're typing in something like, um, so I know just before a marathon, about three weeks out, you want to start tapering. So probably about four weeks out, you're going to be looking up online how to taper uh, for the marathon or how to um, what to eat the night before the marathon, where to stay the night before a marathon, mm -hmm. um, all those types of um, questions that go through your head just before the marathon. Mm -hmm. Now, um, that starts about four weeks out. And as a uh, physio, you could probably run ads to those types of keywords, like how to taper before a marathon, or how, what to eat the night before a marathon, and those types of um, kind of uh, searches. And if you type in those, you'll be getting in front of people that probably be ready for a sale. Now, if you already did the work and did an ad to them when they were thinking about buying marathon shoes or looking up training plans or whatever it might be, um, and you got in front of them with a really good message and they've remembered you, then when you get in front of them again with a new video this time that says something like, um, okay, so it looks like you're planning for your marathon and it's, it's four weeks out now. This is the perfect time to come and see me uh, because I can help you loosen out your back, loosen out your legs. And just make sure you don't have any injuries from here on in mm. uh, to the marathon. So you're completely prepared. Mm. And that's kind of like the like the perfect time to be advertising to people for not only just before the marathon, but also the day after the marathon as well. Yes. Now, I don't know a huge amount of physios and how they work and all that sort of stuff. But if anyone's listening in and that's useful, then great. <laughs> um, but I think that like 
even if the, my example is slightly inaccurate, yeah. I still believe that people can get the point of this in terms of like, they can think about their marathon uh, customer, think about what they're typing in, when they're typing in, and then they can work out where their message intersects with that and says, right, yes. where can I provide value yes. at the time at which they should be thinking about buying from me so I can provide that value at the right time, give them a really good message because I'm starting with that person, that user in mind, give them a really good experience, and then give them the next logical step. And with any video, you want almost people to say at the end of your video, oh my God, thank you so much, what's next? Mm. And that if you can get people to, to do that, you've given enough content, you've demonstrated value to them, and the chance of them saying what's next is so much more likely because they're like, okay, what do I come and buy from you? What's your offer at this point? And I know that weeks before the marathon, I would have been desperate to receive messages and even sales messages from physios because I needed it, but it was too late. I was like, I got injured and then I had to, I, when I got injured, I, that's when I called the physio. But I wish I called a physio beforehand prior to the injury because they probably would have like told me that, hey, I shouldn't be doing this type of exercise. Um, and they almost like when I got into the physio table, they were like, yeah, you shouldn't been doing it, shouldn't have been doing this for the last two weeks. And I'm like, damn yes. it, I should have. I should have spoken to you earlier. Um, I still ran the marathon and, and did well, but um, that was kind of like a, it just made me realize like sometimes you want those sales messages because you need to hear them because it's yes. not only going to help you. So it depends on how you view it. But I mean, I think that um, the way that you do it with uh, with YouTube is you get the, like create a video, start with the users, really think about where they're at on the buying cycle, get a good message in front of them. Um, because the way you can target people on ad, on AdWords with YouTube is you can literally say when someone types in this keyword, I want to appear as a as an ad. I, I want my video to appear when someone types in this keyword, mm -hmm. and it kind of runs as like an in-stream ad, or what's typically known as a pre-roll ad. You see those videos on YouTube where they come up before the video you're about to watch, and you can press that skip ad button. But mm -hmm. that's the beauty of this is when you set those up, you target people based on many different things, but one of the best ways is doing it through keywords. And you can say, if someone types in this sort of keyword, I want my video to appear in front of other videos when someone's typed that in. And um, and it's a, it's a very effective way of getting in front of an audience, especially if you're running something like a local campaign, because you can afford to spend a bit more money because you know your local audience are going to really know about you at that point. And you have that like almost like that local celebrity status there as well. Yes. So what you effectively said is by typing in the keywords or understanding the keywords that they're looking for, you are mapping your expertise, if you like, as a value add at that point in their journey. In this case, it's their journey to a marathon for uh, no pun intended. And you are trying to add value at the appropriate time and be as relevant as possible. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that that's one way of doing it for sure. And I think that that works very well. And it's to say that you can go for the direct sell as well. So say, for example, let's change it up a little bit. Let's go for like a wedding services, for example, and you mm -hmm. um, are the florist at a wedding venue. Then you know that you're going to be in the latter stages of the decision making between the bride and groom for the actual wedding day because uh, mm -hmm. that kind of gets organized later on. Mm -hmm. Compare that to something like the venue, which is early on. But I mean, at the appropriate time, say if someone types in best wedding venues in Sydney, for example, mm. if someone's typing that in as a florist who could be getting massive deals based off weddings, they could advertise to people looking at that sort of information up. And they say, hey, if you're looking up venues in Sydney, let us give you our top five based on the fact that we've done so many weddings and, and provide the flowers for many different venues in Sydney. OK, so here's our top five. We go through the top five venues. 
because they'll know a lot about the venues as well as being florists. Mm-hmm. Give the top five venues, talk about like why they love them so much. And then say, and look, if you haven't yet um, sorted your flowers for your wedding, give us a call. We'll sort it out for you. It can be as simple as that. Because, again, sometimes as a bride and groom, you just want to make your decision and get on with it and be like, great, got the flowers sorted now, done, move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And as long as they, like, told you why they should buy from them and give and make it easy, it's kind of like they've not only given you valuable content based on venues because that's, like, their insider knowledge because they'll know it better than anybody else, but, like, the photographers do too. Like, those people can tap into those moments and still do the direct sell then. So it's just understanding what your customers are going through. And just every business is different. Every customer journey is different. So map it out, understand where you can intersect and provide value and also sell. And then you can show up the bits that are most valuable to you as a company. Um, But you're also starting with that user in mind and saying, I want to get in front of that person at the right time when they would consider buying something from me. I can provide them with amazing content, amazing value, um, and then sell them the right offer to them as well. And that's kind of really in a nutshell, exactly any type of advertising, not just YouTube, hmm. any type of advertising uh, needs to be done in that way. And we have the tools and everything at our disposal now. If you rewound it 10 years, 15 years, none of this was available. Uh, TV advertising is expensive and you just have to do the mass market push. Uh, radio, same thing. Um, but now we can identify exactly who our customers are. We can get in front of them based on their interests, based on um, if they've recently been searching for something, um, based on um, what videos they're watching right now at this moment in time, based on time of day, based on demographics, based on locations, based on there's so many things we have access to now and we can get in front of them whenever we want. So we have to be more intelligent about how we go about things. We have to um, we have to think about our customers a lot more. But this this is the the thing is that it all can seem very confusing. It can seem so many things you need to do. Mm. But if you just break it down back to basics is starting with the user. Think mm-hmm. about what your customer is going through and think, I want to get in front of you when you're doing this. I'll give you this context. I know you'll love it. And I'll have a brilliant product for you as well. Should you want to buy it? You do that enough times and you'll have an amazing campaign. Okay. We've talked about the importance of using video, the best way in which to make an impactful video, which all starts with getting in your customer's head, understanding where they are in the journey, using keywords to understand what they're searching for and delivering a solution to them in one way or another so that you can either prime them for a purchase down the track or you can present your product as a solution at the right place at the right time. It's just about going back to the basics and just solving a problem the second part of that original question when we started off this conversation was what benefits do you think does youtube advertising offer over facebook advertising or google advertising i think with um when you compare youtube to facebook to google it's different people at different stages and if you imagine like a town for example and you're like the town planner mm-hmm. um and you're looking at your your town then facebook would almost be like the bar or the the social place to hang out with people. You go there because you want to connect with people, catch up with people, share photos, talk, connect with more people, etc. That's kind of Facebook. And people build their little hub there as well. When you look at somewhere like Google, and then to an extent, YouTube as well, that's like a massive library. Um, You go there with intent, you go there for information. And um, we're doing it every single day. But we're so much closer when we go to these places to make a decision about if we need to invest in something, do something, how we do something, et cetera, et cetera. So for Google and YouTube, when you go there, 
um, Google's like, here's all the information you could ever need. But then YouTube's yes. just like, here's all that information you need in video form. Yes. So with with YouTube, you're getting in front of people based on that they're interested in something. They're, they're searching for something. Mm -hmm. And your video also means that they're going to get to know, like, and trust you very quickly indeed. You don't have the same thing with uh, Google. And you don't, and Facebook is similar, but it doesn't have that search part of it. Correct. The intent with which I go to Facebook is to just hang out, uh, as it were, online. And any advertising, by definition, is effectively interruption-based. Whereas when I go to Google, and particularly YouTube, I'm actually actively searching for a solution. So I'm, to use your three phases, far less likely, I would have thought, to be a window shopper and more likely to be an in-store customer or at close to the checkout. Yeah, exactly. So Facebook, you've got the you've got far more window shoppers, mm -hmm. and then um, with YouTube, you still have some window shoppers, but you have because they're going there for inspiration reasons. But you also have the in-store customers and the checkout customers as well, and likewise you do with Google. But also, when you look at the platforms as well, like Google and YouTube um, are part one of the same thing, really. Mm -hmm. um, and Google has been an established advertising platform for many, many years. Compare that to somewhere like Facebook, which is a relatively new kid on the block, so to speak. And there's still a load of stuff you can get away with. Um, and they're still shutting down accounts for no good reason and all that sort of stuff. I don't tend to get involved too much with Facebook yeah. these days. Um, but I mean, it's, it's a, it's a platform that's a lot younger and YouTube comes from an experienced uh, platform in terms of it's been around for a long time and it's got the advertising platform of Google attached to it. Hmm. So, um, you have the ability to call the support really easily and talk to a human being they'll talk, and they'll walk it through with you very simply indeed. Um, and they're very good as well. Um, but you're, it's, um, it's those two, three different platforms for completely different audiences for different, different intent as well. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the difference between the platforms. Are you able to talk to us a little bit about numbers? How much more economical it is in terms of cost per click in YouTube as compared to, say, Facebook or Google? Okay, so yeah, Google's going to be probably the most expensive. Uh -huh. um, and then YouTube and Facebook can be kind of considered a bit on a par. Um, but you'll end up spending more, and this is rule of thumb that what we've seen with most of our clients, is that you'll end up spending more for a lead from YouTube, but you'll end up getting more out of that lead and get a higher ROI from your YouTube leads compared to someone like Facebook. And that's because you're getting in front of people with video at a point at which they're searching on YouTube. So compare that to someone like Facebook where you can still use a video, um, but they weren't looking for you. So they might be there clicking because they're interested, but not clicking because they're kind of interested with intent to go and yes. buy, for example. Yes. So you're going to have a different type of audience and different type of results with, with both those different platforms, really. Intent matters so much, doesn't it? Of course it does, yeah. Uh, we've run YouTube campaigns in the past where Facebook outperforms YouTube and we've obviously had it the other way around as well. Um, and that's in terms of scale versus in terms of uh, spend and in terms of, um, kind of actual kind of ROI from campaigns as well. So it's so difficult. Each platform is different. Each customer type is different. And it's like, how can we get in front of those people? If you've got customers that all share common interests, let's say, for example, they're all surfers and they all love surfing, um, then it's going to be easier to get in front of that customer base 
on Facebook probably than it will be on YouTube. It's still pretty easy on YouTube um, because there's loads of surfing videos out there. Um, but I mean, um, if someone said, I really love, I've liked a certain page on Facebook because it's where all the surfers hang out, it's a, then of course it's easy to target those people. So when your audience share a common interest, you can get in front of them on both platforms, but that normally lends itself to Facebook than more it does YouTube. But then if someone's actively out there searching for information, you definitely want to be using YouTube because that's a perfect time to get in front of them and you're likely to get them to buy from you as well. So what I'm hearing is that when you get in front of someone on YouTube, you're far more likely to be at the right place at the right time as compared to if you have video on Facebook or you do a Google ad. And that is what is going to lead to a better ROI or return on investment. And I've always said that cost is not as important as return on investment because you can pay a million dollars for something. And if your return on that is $50 million, you're far better off than if you spend $1 on something and your return on it is $1.10. Um, yes, yes. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Just to use an extreme analogy, but I just wanted to try and you know, really drive the point home that return on investment is as important, if not more important, than thinking of something just from a cost perspective. Okay. So what are the biggest challenges you have seen and what are the biggest mistakes people make when it comes to YouTube advertising and how do they overcome them? Okay. So I think it comes back to what we were talking previously about. I think that it's, it's the right message to the right person at the right time. I think a lot of people... Um, don't necessarily get into the um, get into that mindset, and they think, right, here's one size fits all ad. I've created this perfect ad for my perfect products. Now let's just go and show it to some people, mm-hmm. and that doesn't work. It has to flip itself around to be like, all right, who is out there already? What are they doing? And then it might be a case of you need to create more than one video. You probably need to create five or six videos to touch people um, at points at which they're at different stages of the buying cycle. And so we know we can build that relationship with them at the right time and, and sell to them at the right time as well. So um, it's a case of understanding what your customers are going through and learning that a one-size-fits-all approach is not the best way of doing things. Mm-hmm. Sure, you might be able to use one ad and get some good results, but you're not going to be able to outperform the competition. And when it's a bidding war out there um, on places like uh, YouTube and Facebook, uh, when you're all fighting for that like main position um, to be your ad showing at the right time in front of the right person, you you need to be able to kind of like make sure your ads really do connect because yes. that's what Facebook and YouTube are looking for as well. They want to see good. Uh, Facebook looks at relevancy score. YouTube will look at um, view rates, engagement rates, and also what they call a um, a quality score as well. Like that's what Google do as well. Um, those two. Oh, those few measurements and um, if you have a video that's really resonates and you get a high relevancy score you get a high view rate etc um, that's what's going to mean that you can keep on advertising get a lot more scale and get in front of your customers a lot more effectively um, over the time so some people might go for a one-size-fits-all but it's not going to be the sort of thing that lends itself to a, a campaign that can continue running because it's just if it's not good content or if it's just everyone needs to see it and it doesn't resonate with that many people then it's going to get fatigue or just not perform very well for the platform because we don't want to be bombarded all day long just because people have money by crappy ads. Mm. Um, we want to like if a brand can just spend a fortune doesn't mean we still want to see their ads. Uh, we want to see mm. ads that are relevant to us and have, have a good experience on these platforms. Otherwise, we leave these platforms and then there's no platform left. So Facebook and YouTube are very aware that good advertising needs to exist. 
And this is where you come in. This is where you need to hire somebody who has a lot of experience, who has benchmarking across lots of different industries, and who can bring all that to bear in your campaign and deliver the best return on investment. Sure, you can figure out a lot of this stuff yourself, but it'll probably take you 10 years or five years or whatever to get to that level. So I personally am a big advocate in hiring a professional, obviously expenses permitting. Is YouTube as a platform, would you say, less crowded than Facebook and Google? Am I more likely to be seen on YouTube if I advertise on there? Uh, depends on your budgets, really. Um, mm-hmm. I think that um, you can probably, well, every platform, you can definitely get views and clicks and um, get in front of your, your audience. It just different targeting options mean different prices, and so it's it's difficult to answer that question, and it depends on the industry as well. Um, but as a whole, Facebook, a lot of advertisers are move, have moved to Facebook from places like Google, still have their Google accounts running, but they might be spending more on Facebook because uh, Facebook's at it's, it's working particularly well and it's easy to work with as well. YouTube's a lot more tough to understand how it works and it's a different uh, market. It's still cheaper, but it just it's it's a more of a difficult one to crack and it means that still now it's uh, very well priced, I'll put it that way. Okay. If someone's listening to this episode, what are the best action steps they can take to get started with a YouTube advertising campaign? Obviously, you want to set up a YouTube channel. And by the way, just a shameless plug, head over to youtube.com forward slash productive insights to check out our channel or youtube.com forward slash is it viewability for yours? That'll be the one. Yep. Yep. Perfect. Okay. So you can check out our respective YouTube channels on there. How does a listener go about getting started with YouTube advertising? Okay, so I think that the best thing to do with advertising is understand your customers, where they're at, where you think you can intercept there, where they are on the buying cycle. Find the right content and make sure there's a good product uh, offering with that content as well. And then make sure that you get that ad in front of that customer. The way to do that is when you set up your AdWords account is when you kind of create a campaign, it's pretty self-explanatory. They'll walk you through it. Mm -hmm. Um, But you upload your YouTube video, you use it as an ad when you kind of like select it. You'll be asked to fill in all the details about like where you want the traffic to go to, et cetera. And then it asks you about targeting options as well. And if you use use keywords, you type in the keywords um, that you think your audience will be typing in and make sure your video resonates with that and your offer resonates with that as well. And then you know you'll be getting your ad in front of the right people at the right time with the right offer. And um, the campaign that I would recommend would be like an in-stream ad running to a keyword. And um, if you can get that campaign working and kind of create lots and lots of um, uh, keywords with lots of different ad groups, then you should find that you should be able to like, track your data very accurately, know what's working, know what's not working, turn off what doesn't work, turn up what does work, and then just keep on trying to drive the very best ROI you can from your campaigns. But if you if you follow along with what we've mentioned in this podcast, um, you should be able to do very well with your YouTube advertising. Okay, awesome. Any books or resources you recommend our listeners can go to to learn more about this, particularly with viewability.co.uk is there any resources they can check out on there on viewability.co.uk we do have a link to our ad school so there's products there that we've kind of provided over the last couple of years i think it is Mm -hmm. Uh, so those are there and they can help with uh, building out your youtube ad campaigns likewise i'm just about to release a book called so start with a user oh cool and that'll be kind of what we talked about here really um and obviously in a lot more depth 
it's a yes yeah, a book about how to kind of use youtube ads to sell your products and your services awesome and um that'll be coming out in late summer here in the uk so kind of around about uh, august september time oh cool do send us a link and i'll try and share it with my audience i'm guessing this podcast will be well and truly published by then but i'll, I'll still try and share it with with my list so how do listeners find out more about you tom and is there anything you would like to say before we say goodbye no just get started with youtube ads it's a good, <laughs> good place to be and um but don't get too good at it otherwise i'm gonna have more competition <laughs> um but uh if you want to check us out it's uh, viewability.co.uk is the agency website and then on tombreeze.com we've got more of our training products and things that are there too part of um, what we call ad school so uh, those are the two domains that um are where you can find out more cool well i'll be sure to add both of those links in the show notes of this episode i just want to thank you for being a guest on the show i really appreciate having you on the productive insights podcast and hopefully we'll be able to do this again sometime soon perfect thanks ash thanks tom thanks for listening to the productive insights podcast you can find all the links in the show notes below this episode on ProductiveInsights.com. You can also ask questions in the comment section that Ash personally answers. How can Ash help you today? <laughs>